With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A trade update for tyre power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Always great to have your company for Dwayne's World. A trade update if there has been one and what might happen today for tyre power. Number one on the tyres trade table. We'll head back to your calls for Midday Matters and I'll read a heap of your texts out as well very shortly. Quite a few, well, a couple are coming at me on my take on Clayton Oliver. I think he does deserve his privacy with what's a private health issue outside of footy season. But one here, um, well, I can read a few of them. What a lame take, Dwayne. It goes to the club, culture of the club, the issues with him been happening all season yeah in season we talk about these things because whether he's playing or not whether he's going to be fit or not it's an in-season issue I get it that's why we talk about it but out of the season he's got a chance to get himself right and if he wants to have some privacy to get his health right I think we should respect it outside of the season because it's not about whether he's playing this week or not but another one here footy staff please Dwayne should be the biggest story in the media imagine if it was green or dusty do better Tim from Coffs Um, well I did have my thoughts on Clayton Oliver two weeks ago when the big story did happen about Clayton Oliver um, and whether he was going to be at Melbourne or not. I said that he needed a hug. Uh, That's my reading of it when I saw him grand final morning and I stick by the thought that I did think he needed a hug at that time. And another one here, one has no right to call about Clayton Oliver or anyone's medical or health concerns ever. He's not public property and his health is his and only concern, Trev. So there's quite a few texts coming through. On Clayton Oliver. Speaking of Clayton Oliver, the man who did bring us that story a couple of weeks ago about whether Clayton Oliver might be traded or not during the trade period is Tom Morris. And he's joining Sammy Evan again on the AFL um, trade radio platform, which you can get through SEN from 1 pm today on afl.com.au or the SEN app. Welcome to you, Tom. Great to have you back. Oh, Dwayne, it's an absolute pleasure to speak to you. And I've got my eyes on the text machine here, and I don't know how you put up with it. Some really quite um, aggressive stuff towards you, but you're very resilient and, uh, and, and I respect what you do. And there's also some positive stuff as well. So it's probably a mixture of things. Uh, it is a mix, but uh, look, some of the texts, uh, it's interesting. Some of the brutal texts sometimes are brutal and correct and you listen to them. Uh, it's not, it's yeah. not with my commentary. I mean, if someone's brutal and correct, well, they're brutal and correct. Who decides, they, who, who, a, who decides whether it's correct though? Well, if I get a player's name wrong oh, and, okay. he, and he sends in a text and says, you idiot, you called this guy that guy. Well, mm. it's brutal, but it's true. That's okay. I'm, yeah. I'm man enough to, to know when I got something wrong. That's good. And sometimes um, I read the ones that are brutal. But if there's a few words that can't be read, they're the dangerous ones. You read two lines on air and then you get to the third line and think, oh, there's a word I can't read. And mm. you're one bad line being read on radio away from being off air for a couple of years. But uh, you're on air today. And what yep. have you got for us today, Tommy? Yeah, so Sam Edmund and me are on uh, trade radio from one till three. Look, we're just going to go through all the trades that haven't been done yet, all the players that are that, that, that are still in limbo, I guess, to varying degrees. So, you know... I'd like to group them in, I guess, um, three categories, Dwayne. So you've got one category that's Hawthorne, Richmond, and Gold Coast. That that involves Marby Ochoa, Jacob Kaczynski, um, 
and 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 trying to get the right picks around there. Um, and the other another category is Port Adelaide and their trade with Essendon, with Xavier Dersma and Brandon Zerk Thatcher, and their trade with Geelong with Asava Radagalia. So that's another category. And the mm. other one is a four-way potential trade that I've spoken about this morning, which is um, St Kilda, and St Kilda's at the centre of it. So St Kilda, Carlton, the Western Bulldogs, and Essendon. So that is what's four, three, three. That's 10 of the clubs that are all wrapped up in negotiations right now to varying degrees that can't quite... Um, break stalemates. And some of it's fairly bitter. I think Port Adelaide are finding it pretty difficult to um, change the minds of Geelong or Essendon. And some of it is uh, is just slow moving. Like, there's no doubt that Paddy Dow will end up at St Kilda. You know, there's no doubt that Nick Caulfield mm. is going to end up at the Dogs. Um, I don't think there's much doubt that Liam Henry is going to end up at the Saints either. I don't think there's much doubt that Lockie Schultz is going to end up at St Kilda. But it's all move. They're moving like glaciers, Dwayne, and uh, that's often so the Lockie case. So Lockie Schultz at St Kilda. Lockie Schultz will end Sorry, up there. Lockie Schultz at Collingwood. I mean, Lockie Schultz at yep, Collingwood. Okay. Liam Henry at St Kilda. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think the Lockie Schultz deal. Lockie Schultz deal is uh, is moving pretty well, and um, yep. and that will get done in the next twenty four to forty eight hours. Because I think the assets on Port Adelaide, they're the ones under pressure to get these deals done. I don't think with the backline they've got, they can win the flag next year. They desperately need a Sabra Radicalier. And Brandon Zerk Thatcher. Otherwise, the fallout, um, the fallout of them not winning a final next year or missing the eight altogether next mm. year is massive. But they get those two; they're back in the running, I think, to win the flag next yeah. year. So I, I think they're the ones under the most pressure. They've got until so what time Wednesday night? Seven thirty p.m. Wednesday night. Right. Yeah, and I, I, okay. I really think the Asava Radagalia trade is going to go right down to the wire. Um, I'm sure both teams would like it not to, but I think Geelong's willing to hold out and. Port's willing to hold out as well. They think they can get Radigalia via the preseason draft. So even though Port won't have a high pick in the preseason draft, they know that Radigalia is not going to be doing a medical at Hawthorne or North Melbourne or West Coast or any other team down the bottom of the ladder. And they're banking on that, that no team would pick him up without doing that medical. Um, so mm. they believe they can get him for nothing at that point if Geelong were to hold off. Uh, whereas I think Port are probably more likely, I don't like to use the term fold, but I think they're probably more likely to just... Um, consign themselves to to doing a straight swap for Brendan Zerk Thatcher and Xavier Dersma, if needed, late in the piece. I mean, ideally, Port would like another pick along with Zerk Thatcher coming in, given that Dersma's contracted and you know how good he was in his first couple of years in the AFL system. But yeah, you're right. Port are under a serious, they're under significant pressure, and we haven't even spoken about Jordan Sweet and to a lesser extent Ivan Solder yet either, Dwayne. Tom, uh, I better leave something for you, but a minute on the bone for you for Trade Radio <laughs> after one, so I won't take all your good stuff. But can I ask you one question before you go? Yes. Because you put, cricket is your portfolio. Yeah. So can I play you a little bit of Pat Cummins yep. and then ask you the question, is Pat Cummins admitting that Australia need to look back to what Justin Langer had them doing when they were number one to win under Andrew McDonald? Or am I, am I putting two and two together and getting five here. So Pat Cummins has actually referenced they don't have to go that far to think about when they were number one and to work out what they need to do to win. Here's Pat Cummins on uh, the criticism of the team and they're not playing their best. He is the captain of the Australian 50-over team. Yeah, no, still haven't really quite put my finger on what playing in Australian way means. Um, and I've been playing for a long time. But, uh, I mean, uh, no doubt we haven't been up to the standard that we like to hold. Um, yeah, we've, we've been off the mark and been outplayed both games. So, um, you know, when we're at our best, 
we're putting big runs on the on the board. We're putting the pressure back into the opposition. Um, you know, us bowlers are taking wickets through the middle, so we haven't been able to pull any of that together so far. So, um, yeah, we know what makes us a really good team. Uh, again, it wasn't that long ago. We're, we're number one in the world, so we don't have to look back too far to to work out when we're playing our best. Was that the Justin Langer mm. coach number one team he's talking about? That... Uh, I think he's more referring to. Um, how do I say this? I guess players of yesteryear who have this view of Australian cricket that they need to be completely uncompromising and ruthless. And, right. Um, you know, uh, what, what's the unsociable? But unsociable I'm more saying, he, yeah, he mentioned that we don't have to look that far back to work out what we did right when we were number one. But that, that was when Justin Langer was coaching, wasn't it? That they were number one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they also won the World Test Championship about two months ago. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't think that. I, I don't. I know what you're 50 saying. 50 over cricket, though. We're going back for 50 over cricket, aren't we? Oh, yeah. No, you're right there. Well, yeah. We're in, in, the, um, in 2015, when we won the World Cup, yeah. that, was, that, was, that was pre-Langer, though. That was before yeah. Justin Langer's time. That was Darren Lehman's time. So he's talking a couple of months ago about what makes you win in other forms. Test cricket and T20 cricket is good enough. Yeah. Or is this a completely a different thing, that the 50 over? Because I've heard people criticise his captaincy in 50 over cricket not being up to scratch yep. as opposed to his test captaincy is awesome. Well, he's a leader, not necessarily a tactician. So if you want a role model, he's the right person. If you want someone that's going to be tactically adept at the highest level, then Pat Cummins might not be as good as what Steve Smith or a Travis Head might be or even a Mitch Marsh in the shorter mm. format. But, Dwayne, I, Pat Cummins and the modern-day cricketer has a bent against former cricketers who believe that their way was the best way and they think that's archaic and old-fashioned. And I think that's just Pat Cummins just giving a nod and a wink to that. The, the Australian way, in Pat Cummins' eyes, is simply playing tough, hard cricket and winning. But in the eyes of those from a previous generation, it's a little bit more hard-nosed and ruthless than that. So I think it evolves, and Cummins has never liked that attitude, and he's probably joined by many others in that team. We're not losing at the moment because we're not playing the Australian way. The Australians are losing because they're playing really terrible cricket in foreign conditions with a team that looks disjointed and tired. And I don't think it's any more complex than that. 